Welcome in to Grady Research Radio, the podcast highlighting the research and expertise coming out of Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Georgia, advancing knowledge, innovation, and creation in the fields of journalism, advertising, public relations, and entertainment and media studies. I'm your host, Jackson Schroeder. of sitting down with Dr. Shira Chess, an associate professor in the Entertainment and Media Studies Department at Grady College, as well as an author of books including Play Like a Feminist and Ready Player Two, Women Gamers and Designed Identity. Recently, Dr. Chess wrote an introduction for an article titled The Future of Media is Game Studies. It's published in the journal Critical Studies in Media Communication. During our conversation, we discussed the field of studying video games, why it tends to not get the attention it may deserve, and what the future might hold. So game studies, uh, a lot of people, a lot of scholars out there are studying video games and have been for a while now. It's, it's been an emerging field since around the late 1990s when games stopped being considered toys and started really increasingly being considered media objects. You recently published an article titled The Future of Media is Game Studies. Can you explain what that article is? Just a brief overview. Sure. It was an introduction to a special issue. So um, to back up a little bit, um, that the special issue kind of came about um, one of my academic heroes, Mia Consalvo, and I were we were talking about something that we could work on together um, during the pandemic, and we you know um, things were pretty uh, glum during the pandemic in general for a lot of people, and we were sort of trying to think of a project that would really um, get us excited about what it was that we did again. And I think the idea of a special issue that wasn't just a about one specific topic in game studies, but that was highlighting the potential in the future and looking to younger scholars and junior scholars to see where they see the field emerging to and what are the things that they're looking at towards the field. So the article that I wrote was largely an introduction, right, to the, that special issue, sort of talking about why, you know, I mean, we, we did sort of have this provocation as the premise, you know, that the future of media studies is game studies. And a big reason for that is what happens in academic conferences a lot of times is that everybody kind of stays in their silos. You go to an academic conference or you read journal articles, you tend to stay in your little silos of what you've been studying and what everybody around you has been studying. And you just sort of continually look at the same things over and over again. And I'm making some broad generalizations. There are certainly academics who do not do that. Mm -hmm. But what you know if, at conferences for instance a lot of times what ends up happening is that you don't end up seeing the scholarship and the changes that have happened in a specific subfield because you just haven't been paying attention and so we sort of started teasing out this idea media studies folks could really learn a lot 
by stopping and looking at game studies, even if they're not somebody who studies video games specifically or plays video games. And that's sort of, it's a reflection of a larger problem, something that I've studied a lot, which is how people tend to be very dismissive of video games, you know, uh, treat them like they're a toy and treat them like they are, um, like there's no content there to study. And they are rich with content. They are overflowing with content. And so, um, part of my career has been sort of trying to talk to people about video games and why they should sort of reconsider them and, and why we need to expand the market of video games. But then this article was very much trying to, I think, do the same thing within media studies, trying to convince people who were media studies scholars and maybe study television or film or other areas and say, but wait, maybe you should look at some game study scholarship, some emerging scholars and take a look at some things they're doing because you might be surprised. Great. So why do you think there is this resistance to accepting game studies or even video games in general as a viable source of media and not just a game? I mean, I think it's changing. I yeah. think that in general, I think in terms of resisting game studies, it's just, as I said, more like, I don't know that necessarily a lot of scholars are like, game studies. It's more like, that's not for me, right? Like, that's not, I don't study video games. But the problem is, is that with the way that cor corporate conglomeration works and with the way that transmedia storytelling works, we all are studying video games to some extent, right? Like we, we're, all, we're all studying digital games to some extent, I should say, right? It's, mm -hmm. Everything has gotten a little bit more fuzzy. And so that does matter in the same way that television matters in a different way than it did a decade ago now with the advent of streaming services, right? Like television is different than what it was. Video games are different from what they were. In terms of why um, people are dismissive of video games, I mean, I, I started off by saying, you know, scholarship on games and violence or scholarship on games and addiction and looking at sort of those salacious things that on paper seem to make sense and, you know, create a low level moral panic sometimes. But the reality is, is that video games are a medium that is still figuring themselves out. And we're, we're only really just now starting to see what they are and what they can become. Absolutely. So I, do, I don't want to ask you to speculate too much, but what do video games kind of have to offer that the general public may not necessarily see? Um, so a couple of things that I, I've written about in the past, certainly, um, and I have, this is not a thing that I am, this is not my specific area, mm -hmm. but I know a lot of good scholars who, uh, have studied this, such as Aubrey Annable and Catherine Isbister have written about, um, games and affect, right? Like video games are particularly well situated to get us thinking about the emotional affect of others and put us, our subject position in somebody else's body. That's pretty cool, right? Like in a way that like films and television sometimes can do, but sort of that that reliance on action ha puts us in a place where we might empathize differently with um, different subject positions. Um, one thing that I've written about a bit is video games and agency, right? Um, our will to act. Video games are agentic training machines. They teach us how and when to act on things and get us to think about our actions. Um, and so these are all sort of, that. those are very abstract things for sure. And then in general, there are some video games out there that are just like aesthetically 
beautiful in the same way that, um, you know, books and film and television are beautiful. There are beautiful video games out there. And I am certainly not saying that somebody should uh, dump all of the other um, media in their lives and replace it all out with video games. That would be ridiculous. But I do think that there are opportunities to play games in ways that will give us moving experiences similar to um, other forms of media. Great. So back to the article, you did touch on a lot of this already, but can you kind of go back and explain your argument, but also just the purpose of this article and where it's all going? Yeah, I mean, the the argument was just basically, hey, look over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a, a, a deep. It's not deep. Um, it wasn't meant to be deep. It was more like, you know, we, we've gathered together some young junior scholars that do have some interesting arguments. And we think that you should read them. And we, we specifically asked um, the scholars to um, write things that were on the shorter side of things to make it a little bit more accessible to make it so that we it was it was a smattering of a lot of ideas rather than a couple of big thoughts you know we wanted sort of uh that composition of of the the final product um so i mean and and everybody took that assignment basically when we approached people we were like what what's the future of game studies? What do you think is the future of game studies? And everybody kind of took that assignment a little bit differently and responded to it in different ways. So all of these people collectively kind of created this tapestry of different ideas and thoughts, which was really what we were looking to do in the first place. Great. So th- this might be kind of a two-part question, but obviously game studies is a relatively new thing. Video games are relatively new. But do you believe that it's kind of been on an upward trajectory in terms of accepting it as a valid form of media? And do you foresee this article, this whole idea, all of this having a positive effect on game studies? And um, I think that in general, people are taking video games more seriously than they have. But I think that's with a caveat, right? Like, I think that there are more people playing video games than ever before because our mobile devices make games more accessible and you know uh there you are hard for us to find a person who doesn't play any kind of digital game whether that is um a console-based game whether that is candy crush saga or whether that's wordle right i mean like it once you start expanding your definition of what a digital game is you realize we should all be in on this conversation about what they can look like and what they can be um the, I think, though, that at the same time, it's brought in sort of new layers of anxieties, right? Like, um, I think a lot of the, uh, for a long time, people would come to me either journal articles or, you know, uh, in conversations, you know, both inside and outside of academia. And they would say, oh, you study video games. That's so, they're so violent. And, or somebody would write a journal article talking about violent video games. And my first answer would always be, well, which video games? Mm-hmm. Be right? Because, um, you know, I spent a large portion of my career studying Diner Dash and Kim Kardashian Hollywood. And um, other than some aesthetic violence in Kim Kardashian Hollywood, I would say that that's not a very violent game, right? Um, so, but the problem is, is that the but the industry and audiences often centralize the 
the games that are um, that are violent, right? Or the the games that are big console games, the the AAA games that that sort of govern the industry. And so we're just we're starting to see that break down a little bit. And with that comes a lot of anxieties, both within the industry because the industry itself is sort of it goes through phases of free fall um, and has had its own. You know, there, there, there have been problems, obviously, over the last um, couple of decades in a lot of different directions. I'm definitely not going to get into at this point. But um, at the same time, I would say that some of the anxieties about video games and violence have been replaced with anxieties about video games and addiction. Right. And so it's just and that's not to say that those things aren't there or real or not worth conver- conversations, not worth having. But this medium is, again, still figuring itself out. And by ignoring the product, we don't get to shape the medium. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me here. That's it for this episode of Grady Research Radio. Thanks for tuning in.